Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here today on this beautiful day that God has made. It is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. It is also apparently talk like a pirate day. I did not find it out until early this morning, so I will not be sounding like a pirate during the sermon, but if I remember for next year, I just might do it. So um, I'm going to hand things over to our liturgist, and she's going to tell you some fun stuff going on, and then we will get started with the worship service. Good morning, everyone. For those of you that are outside, good morning. Um, most of the announcements, you know, have been in here for a while, so I'm not going to go over all of them. Um, but one we do want to point out that's new is calling all painters. Catherine Cobb Safe House needs some help and funding to get their, uh, they have a beautiful 38-bed Victorian home painted. So if you could give some time um, or are willing to donate for that paint supply, that would be great. And the phone number to reach them is in your bulletin. Uh, the other thing that's new is the fundraiser committee meeting is on September 23rd, but the time has changed. And the new time is seven o'clock. So if you wanna come and you have ideas on how we can raise money, come on along. Let's see, Phyllis wants you to know she has oatmeal, some acorn squash, some gourds, and a couple gallons of milk. So if you're interested in those items, you can go towards the gym and she'll help you out with those. Okay, there's also some leftover produce from the garden and Diana has a friend who sent tomatoes with her. So there's lots of good stuff out there. So help yourself after service if you'd like any of those items. Uh, we have a number of thank yous here. Uh, Sheila would like to thank everyone for their love and support during the passing of her Aunt Lucia. Rick and Luann, our church family, thank you all for your thoughts, prayers, and support during our loss. And we have one from Shar Currenton. Uh, dear church family, thank you so much for the prayer quilts. Fred finally received his and was so touched. I keep mine in my car, which makes me feel safe while driving. I so appreciate all of the prayers for both of us. We all need them to get through life. I thank God for my new church home. And there's also a new address for Fred in here. So we'll post this. Um, out on the glass window, we've been putting up the thank yous there. It is in the bulletin. As, we'll add it to the bulletin, too. So a uh, new address for Fred if you want to send him a card or get a hold of him. One more thank you. Uh, this one is thank you for all who did the luncheon and made such delicious food. Nancy would have appreciated it as we did. You are all a blessing. Thank you, David and Roxanne Warren. So those are our thank yous. I think we've got all of our announcements covered. I think that's it. Okay, so we'll begin this morning with our first hymn, God of Grace and God of Glory, number 577. And let's rise as we are able.
If you'll please join me for our call to worship. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord, the Lord is, is risen, risen indeed. Alleluia. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Our opening prayer, if you'll join me for that as well. Astonishing God, God you give, give us, us a vision of the, of the heavenly city, the, the new Jerusalem. Jerusalem your home among mortals on earth. All people and nations will stream to your city where they will find nourishment, healing, and peace. Even now, your blessing shines upon all the earth to help us see a larger vision of your loving care for all creation. And so you call us to move beyond our comfortable circles and into unfamiliar places as we seek to share your dream of a world made new in Christ. Amen. Our affirmation of faith. The grace of God has dawned upon us with healing for all the world. We rejoice to declare our faith in him. We believe in God the Father, who has revealed his love and kindness to us, and in his mercy saved us, not for any good deed of our own, but because he is merciful. We believe in Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for us to free us from our sin and set us apart for himself, a people eager to do good. We believe in the Holy Spirit, whom God poured out on us generously through Christ our Savior, so that justified by grace, we might become heirs with the hope of eternal life. Amen. Our next hymn is Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah, number 127. I will 
may be seated, and I invite you to join me in our prayer for illumination. Living God, you sent your apostle to preach the gospel to women gathered by a river in a secluded place of prayer. There, a businesswoman named Lydia was led by the Spirit to hear your word as truth. You opened her heart in love, and she opened her home for the spreading of the gospel. By the power of your Holy Spirit, fling wide the doors of our hearts this day as we hear your word of life, that we too may open our lives to serve your world in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Nehemiah 9, verses 16 through 20. But they and our ancestors acted presumptuously and stiffened their necks and did not obey your commandments. They refused to obey and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed among them. But they stiffened their necks and determined to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God ready to forgive, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and you did not forsake them. Even when they had cast an image of a calf for themselves and said, this is your God who brought you up out of Egypt and had committed great blasphemies. You in your great mercies did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud that led them in the way did not leave them by day, nor the pillar of fire by night that gave them light on the way by which they should go. You gave your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouths and gave them water for their thirst. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks be to God. Beloved children of the Most High God, do not let your hearts be troubled, but confess your sin and God will give you peace. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Loving God, we confess that we are an anxious people who deny your blessing and fail to keep your word. Forgive us, we pray, for these and all our sins, that we might live in peace and reflect your love in the world. Through Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Listen well, children of God, and let your hearts be still, for God loves you and forgives all your wrongdoings. Beloved, receive the peace of Christ. Amen. The earth has yielded its increase, and God has richly blessed us. Therefore, bring your tithes and offerings and come into God's courts with praise.
Please rise as you are able and join me in singing our doxology. Giving God, as spring bursts forth its blossom and witness to your love, you bless us from generation to generation with the new life of Easter faith. All that we have and all that we are come from you, O oh God. So we gladly share this offering that others too may be blessed for the sake of Jesus Christ in whose name we pray. Amen. You may be seated and I'd like to invite our children and youth to come forward for our youth moments if you could grab one of the chairs and hang out. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Everybody awake? Yeah, no, kind of, sort of. Yeah. So, do you guys believe in ghosts? No? What about you? Do you believe in ghosts? What about you? You do? Have you guys ever seen a ghost? I've never seen one, except for on, on like movies and cartoons, like Scooby-Doo, Ghostbusters, yep, that's a good example. We did watch that very recently. So, have you guys ever heard someone say Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit? Yeah? Well, well either, either name is okay. Um, do you guys know anything about the Holy Spirit? It, it's okay. Thank you. Do you guys know anything about the Holy Spirit? What do you know about the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit can scare you sometimes, and let, let me give you an example. There are pastors just like me who, and this has happened to me, where we'll sit down and we'll write our sermon for the week, and we'll be really excited to preach it because we think we did a really good job. And we'll get up to the pulpit, get ready to start talking, and then the Holy Spirit taps us on the shoulder. And the Holy Spirit will say, yeah, what you did is fine, but I need you to talk about something else this morning. And it's something that you're not always prepared to talk about, but it's what God wants us to do. And it can be kind of scary. But the Holy Spirit does some awesome stuff. Do you guys remember, and I'm trying to remember how, if we got to talk about it a lot, do you guys remember in the Bible when all the disciples and the apostles and other people were gathered together and there were little flames above their heads and they were all talking the same language even though it didn't sound the same and they could understand each other? We, we talk about around Pentecost, which is the, the birthday of the church. You guys remember that part? Yeah. So the Holy Spirit, 
Okay, what do you want to say? Okay. So the Holy Spirit has an important job. That's what we're talking about. So the Holy Spirit came after Jesus went back to heaven and hung around and was helping the disciples and everybody else learn more about God and grow in their relationship with God. And the Holy Spirit's still here today. The Holy Spirit's everywhere. And the Holy Spirit was actually around all the way back in the very beginning, too, even back during Genesis. There's a part when, uh, depending on which version of the Bible you're reading, that talks about how the winds swept over the earth and how things started to happen, and that was the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit's with us all the time. And like I said, sometimes it can be a little scary because you might feel like you're being pushed towards something or pulled towards something and you don't quite understand it. That could be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of God. Well, if you pay attention, I'll tell you. Okay, so, do you guys know the three parts of God? What do we got? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, absolutely. They make up God, and yet they're their own things that are also God. It's what we call the triune God, and it can be very confusing, and I promise as we go through the year, we'll spend some more time on that, and even your Sunday school teachers might talk about it at some point. But don't worry if it's a little confusing because even the adults don't always understand it. And even I don't understand it 100% either because it's part of the mystery of God, which is kind of cool. Yes. Well, you need to wait your turn, buddy, okay? All right, so the Holy Spirit sticks around and helps us grow in our relationship with God. What's another way we could say that? What, what, else, what is the Holy Spirit doing? Okay, helping people. Dee, did you have an answer? Okay. Who else in our lives helps us that we, we see only about three-quarters of the year usually? Who? We, oh, God helps us all the time, not just part of the year. Who, who are people that you get to meet a new one every year usually? Okay. But you go to a building usually, and there's one of these or several of these. Teachers, absolutely. The Holy Spirit is like a teacher because the Holy Spirit teaches us about God. And so, DeAndre, I need you to wait your turn, okay? So the Holy Spirit's like a teacher, but it's a teacher we can't always see, but the Holy Spirit's always there. Is that nice and confusing? Yeah, okay. I promise we'll, we'll learn more about that as we go. But the biggest thing to remember is that the Holy Spirit was sent by God to always be with us, to always be around us and help us and shape us. And so we are never alone. And the Holy Spirit is so powerful. The Holy Spirit was able to make people who didn't know each other and didn't speak the same language understand each other and help spread the good news of Jesus. All right? Does that sound pretty good? Okay. I need you guys' help with something before I send you off to Sunday school. Yes. The Lord's Prayer, that's right. Well, it's an important prayer. It's one that Jesus taught the disciples and has been taught for centuries through the world. All right, you guys ready? Okay. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our, thy kingdom come. <laughs> thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Awesome. Okay, we've got suckers somewhere, hopefully. Oh, awesome. Okay. Go ahead and take one and then head out to your Sunday school classes for your Sunday school teachers. Yes, you have to make your delivery. All right, if you would all join me now in an attitude of prayer. In this season of the Spirit, let us offer our prayers and thanksgiving for the world, saying, Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. All creation lives to praise you, O God, as the earth yields its blessing May we honor and protect the precious gifts of nature and give thanks for the beauty, healing, and sustenance it provides for all. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. You bless your church throughout all the ages with leaders like Paul and Lydia to share in the spreading of the gospel. Give to your church this day a profound sense of the mission to which you now call us for the life and health of the world. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. You judge the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. Give to all leaders and people the gift of wisdom and the spirit of peace, that we may walk by your light as we serve the common good. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. This morning we continue to lift up Fred Bauman during his recovery from the accident that he and Shar were in. We continue to lift up Wilda and Paul as she is working through her healing at the Evangelical Home in Celine after a recent fall. We lift up Jacob who had gallbladder surgery on Monday and asked for healing prayers. Okay, well, he, he doesn't hurt to keep praying for him. <laughs> we lift up Diana, who is in kidney failure. We lift up the family of Nancy Warren as they continue in their grieving process. We lift up the family of Dee Warner who is still missing. We lift up Hannah for healing from her knee surgery, who's looking at a long road of recovery. We lift up Connie, whose daughter passed away in April. We lift up Corey, whose mother passed away. We lift up Dell and her family as she has passed away. We lift up the family of Aunt Lucia as she has passed away. We lift up Jan who is going to 
be looking at some options and trying to heal the fracture in her spine. We lift up Nick, who tore his ACL playing football and requires surgery. You promise to be with us always through the comfort of your Holy Spirit. Give to all who suffer violence, grief, or pain, and enduring trust in Jesus that joy will rise again. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. We give thanks for the many blessings of our lives that as we follow Jesus, his journey with us day by day through the presence of your Holy Spirit, our advocate and teacher. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Be with all who are born this day and those who will die, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and may we all come to share in your heavenly city with voices of unending praise. Amen. Our second scripture reading today comes from Psalm 67. The nations called to praise God. To the leader with stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Selah, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. The word of God for the people of God, and you say? Thanks be to God. Our next hymn is Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, number 400 in your hymnal. And please rise as you are able. Seal it for thy courts above. 
You may be seated. Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 26, and then continuing in chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. If you would join me again in an attitude of prayer. Awesome God, we come before you now asking for your peace, that it might calm our hearts, quiet our minds, and remove the distractions from us so that we can learn more about you, your Son, and your Holy Spirit. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Today we are continuing again in our sermon series, Back to School, that focuses on teaching in the Bible. Last week we talked about parents as teachers, as well as others who have been like parents to us in our lives and have taught us important lessons about faith and life. This week we're looking at some passages from the Gospel of John specifically about another teacher that is in our lives, the Holy Spirit. When I was growing up and in grade school, I can remember being excited for having a substitute teacher on the rare occasion that our primary teacher was ill or absent. And it's not that I didn't like my, you know, regular teacher. I actually think I was extremely blessed with good teachers throughout my entire education, especially in grade school, junior high, and high school. But there was still something kind of exciting about having a substitute teacher every once in a while. Usually a substitute teacher meant that something was going to change in our regular routine. Maybe we skipped a quiz that was planned for that day or got to do a special project or assignment. As I got older and into high school, it usually meant some additional quiet time or time to work on studying, catching up on homework, depending on the substitute's familiarity with the topics and subjects we were working on in that class at that time. I actually, my senior year of high school, had a substitute teacher that I will never forget. Um, she was about this tall, um, and if you had asked me at that age how old I thought she was, I would have guessed about 99 or 100. And as she was going through the roll call that morning in that class, she got to my name and said, Vomer, do you have twin sisters? Yeah. Judy and Corey, right? Yeah. Keep in mind, my sisters are about five years older than me. She looks at me, she goes, I taught them kindergarten. And the world just kind of stopped for a moment because I remember thinking that she was old then, and I was now a senior in high school. She was one of the best substitute teachers I ever had, though, and I am blown away at her memory of her students, um, although I'm sure that many teachers remember most of their students. Um, I'm still working on remembering what I did yesterday, but anywho. I really have to imagine that the job of a substitute teacher, really at any level of education, can be really challenging. The job of a teacher, period, is challenging in my opinion. But with the substitute teacher, you don't really usually get the time to develop a relationship with the students as you're usually only there for a few days. And even if you're a permanent substitute teacher in that school building, you still may only see the same group of kids once or twice in the whole time they're there, depending on, 
uh, different circumstances. And if you are a sub within a district where maybe you serve at several of the schools, the likelihood of you running across those students again is potentially even greater of the time in between if you get to see them again. So you're, you're missing potentially that opportunity to really connect and get to know these students. Then on top of that, oftentimes you're coming into a classroom having to teach someone else's plans and schedules. It's not something that you necessarily created or developed. And you might not be as familiar with the routine, how the day kind of goes. So it's another level potentially of, of difficulty. For those of you who are not teachers, think about having to go into a different workplace and do someone else's job for a day. Now it's a job that in theory you know how to do, but you don't necessarily really know many people there. Things are not set up the way you're accustomed to. Doesn't sound always so easy. And you might be wondering what substitute teachers have to do with our scripture passage for this morning. Well, for these past few weeks, we've been talking about teachers and teaching in the Bible. And this week, we're looking at the Holy Spirit as a teacher. But what kind of teacher is the Holy Spirit? Let's go back to John's gospel and, and dig in a little bit deeper there. The first verse says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Almost kind of sounds like the Holy Spirit's going to be helping us review and study everything. Maybe like a substitute teacher might if there was a big test coming up once the regular teacher comes back. Well, let's look at the next set of verses. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. Almost like a substitute might, you know, be reading from the textbook or the handout that the teacher prepared ahead of time if they're not familiar with the specific focus of that lesson or subject. So is the Holy Spirit a substitute teacher? Well, that might not be a bad way to think about it from one perspective at least. I remember many of my substitute teachers growing up actually and I liked almost all of them. I learned from them and have kept in contact with some throughout the years, especially those from high school. They have a challenging job and it requires a great deal of dedication and passion to do it just like a regular teacher would have. So in that respect, I don't think comparing the Holy Spirit to a substitute teacher is all that bad. But the truth is that the Holy Spirit is not a substitute teacher for several reasons. Let's go back and talk about some of those characteristics that we might think about for substitute teachers. They're usually only there in your classroom for a few days at most. They are not always experts on the topics they may be teaching. It depends on which teacher is absent or unavailable that day and what substitute teachers are available to fill in. Let me tell you, I had an art class that we had a substitute teacher who normally taught math. That was an interesting day. Um, I don't know if what we did is what I would necessarily call art, but we had fun. And substitute teachers, they again, they don't always get that constant everyday contact with the students since they tend to only be there for a short time with them. Now let's look at the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is in our lives every second of every day. The Holy Spirit helps us to know God and be in relationship with God. So clearly, the Holy Spirit is an expert on this topic that is being taught. And because the Holy Spirit is always with us, we are in constant relationship with the Holy Spirit. So from that perspective, the Holy Spirit is almost the opposite of a substitute teacher. God has acted as a teacher or entrusted others to teach on God's behalf from the very beginning of time. In the creation story, God teaches Adam and Eve about the garden and about the consequences of sinning when they are banned from the garden for eating from the tree of knowledge. Later on, God uses Abraham and Moses and many, many more prophets to teach the people about God. Further on, Jesus comes to the world and teaches the people about God and love and grace. When Jesus then leaves, the disciples and the apostles are entrusted to teach the people the good news and carry the gospel forward. But through all of this time, the Holy Spirit is present and working. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us to know God and grow in our relationship with God. The Holy Spirit was present when God began creation. The Holy Spirit was present with the prophets when they heard God calling them and when they went and spoke truth to power. The Holy Spirit was with Jesus when he was teaching the disciples. And again, the Spirit was present with them after Jesus left and those followers went out to the world to teach of the wondrous love and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I'll be honest, there's, there's times it kind of feels like we, we almost forget about the Holy Spirit. We kind of put the Holy Spirit at a level below God and Jesus. Because when we think about our faith and about God, it's pretty easy for the most part, I think, to remember and think about God the Father, the Creator, the all-powerful, loving one who watches over us. And I feel like it's fairly easy to remember Jesus. I mean, he did play a pretty big role in the whole Christianity thing. His story is our salvation. His story sparked something in this world bigger than any human could have ever imagined. Only God knew what would come. But what about the Holy Spirit? Outside of Acts chapter 2, when the people speak in tongues and flames are resting above their heads, the Holy Spirit doesn't seem to get nearly as much attention or have as many big stories that seem to focus on the Holy Spirit. God has a lot of stories, especially in the Old Testament. Got Noah in the flood, Moses and the Israelites escaping Egypt. There are tons and tons of stories that focus very clearly on God, as in God the Father. And then when Jesus comes, he's the star at the beginning of the New Testament with the miracles he performs, and then his ministry, his death and resurrection. But outside of Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is mentioned and talked about in Scripture, but doesn't seem to have as many big stories. So does that make the Holy Spirit somehow less than God and Jesus? Well, no, of course not. We have to remember that we believe in a triune God, three in one. The Holy Spirit is always with us, sometimes guiding us, sometimes leading us, sometimes pushing us, sometimes dragging us, sometimes shaking us but is always, always there. And the Holy Spirit is always trying to teach us more about God so we can continue to be in relationship with God and continue to share that with others. The more I've thought about this, the more I, re I really like the idea of thinking about the Holy Spirit as more of a guidance counselor, or at least what that position looked like when I was in high school. I'm not sure how things have changed, but when I was in high school, our guidance counselor was someone you could go to for help or advice. They would 
try and guide you, offer, you know, uh, life lessons. They'd help you plan your schedule, um, that kind of stuff. And when struggles in life would come up, they were often available for you to talk to and could even offer some important life lessons and maybe ways to cope. They were still teaching, just not in a classroom setting about an academic topic, maybe more life lessons for the long haul. Now in high school, I actually had the same guidance counselor that my sisters had when they were in high school, but again, five years apart, so that wasn't as drastically different as their kindergarten teacher to my senior year. This woman was one of the most amazing people I have ever known. She was kind, she was patient, she taught me a very important lesson about how she looked at the world and it is one that I have tried to adopt. She would always tell us that there are no bad kids. There are no bad people. People are good. We just sometimes make bad decisions and bad choices. And to be able to say that in life in general, I think, is amazing. But to be able to say it when you're dealing with high school students who are dealing with hormones and everything else going on, I mean, if anybody is worthy of sainthood, this woman is. She cared about us, even the students that weren't hers. She would help us plan those class schedules and talk about our future plans, what we wanted to do in life. And not just in terms of earning a salary, but who we wanted to be, what kind of life experiences we wanted, what ways we wanted to have an impact in the world. She was always there with a shoulder to cry on and words of advice when needed. She was an incredible listener and a great teacher, even though she wasn't in a classroom. And like that guidance counselor, the Holy Spirit is concerned with each and every one of us. The Holy Spirit works to help us know God, to be in relationship with God, to grow in our relationship with God. The Holy Spirit works to guide us in our lives with, with love. And in that guidance, it impacts our futures, our well-beings, who we are, who God intends us to be. The Holy Spirit is always there, even if we can't see the Holy Spirit or maybe not see in the way we think of other things that we see. Again, the Holy Spirit is a great teacher, and the world is the classroom. There is another important less or similarity, I think, between the guidance counselor and the Holy Spirit. If we choose to ignore the lessons and wisdom and advice being taught to us by a guidance counselor, we might miss out on some important things that we need to know later on. So, too, if we ignore the wisdom and guidance of the Holy Spirit, we may miss out on some important things about God and God's love for the world and where God is trying to guide us. I want to ask each and every one of you today and during this week to make an effort to really listen for the Holy Spirit and where it may be guiding you, leading you, pushing you, dragging you, or shaking you. The voice of the Holy Spirit may be one that you hear through the words of a friend or a loved one or even an enemy. The voice of the Holy Spirit may be one that you hear through something you see or witness out in the world. The voice of the Holy Spirit may be one that you hear through your own feelings and quiet thoughts. Wherever and however you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you will always 
listen and listen closely. We may not always know where the Spirit is guiding us. I can tell you that if you had asked me a little over 10 years ago, I would have never told you that the Spirit was guiding me through the places it did that brought me here to you all today. I'm very thankful that happened, but I would have never guessed it, not at the time. Holy Spirit will speak to us in different ways. The Holy Spirit is like the wind. We talk about in the creation story, the wind going across the land, the earth, the sea. The Holy Spirit can move like a gentle breeze. But the Holy Spirit can also move like a very powerful wind. We need to listen and listen well. Amen. Today, um, real quick, I wanted to say thank you. Several people have prov been providing some feedback on our praise songs. Um, and starting in October, we're going to shift them a little bit more into some songs that I think would be easier to sing along with and uh, potentially could hang around for a little bit longer. Um, and probably in January, we're going to shift to using the same praise song either the whole month or at least half the month to give you guys some more chances to sing it and hear it and maybe even learn it so we can incorporate it into our worship. Um, but please continue to share your, your thoughts and input. Um, my goal always in worship is to make it as open and accessible to as many people as possible. And we all, just like the way we are taught, we all respond a little differently to different things I want to try and hit every heart that we can. Our song for today is by Phillips, Craig, and Dean called Great I Am. The lyrics are in your bulletins. As always, feel free to stay seated. Feel free to stand, sing along. You want to dance in your pew or dance in the aisles, whatever the Holy Spirit may be moving in you today. Um, there are... Let yourself be free in the Holy Spirit.
Beloved children of the great I am, the God of grace, love, and mercy, may you live in love, abide in peace, and serve the Lord, for God is ever-present. May the Lord be gracious and bless you that your life may be a life of praise forever in God's light. And may you be an ever-burning light of love and grace to others. Amen.